financially tuned. Whether it's a high-performance engine or an orchestra, there's a significant difference between being slightly out of tune or perfectly in tune. The same is true of your finances. When your financial plan is even slightly out of tune, you may be paying too much for taxes, exposing yourself to too much risk, or retiring without a sound income plan. And like the conductor of an orchestra or skilled mechanic, Eric Cheek of Nevada Retirement Planners is the professional who helps to potentially get everything financially tuned. For the past 24 years, Eric Cheek has provided current, insightful advice for seniors, retirees, and those preparing for retirement. Eric works one-on-one with each of his clients to take the confusion and mystery out of the issues that threaten financial peace of mind. Contact Eric at 775-674-2222 or on the web at nvretirementplanners.com. And now here's Eric Cheek to help you find out how to be financially tuned. Welcome to another show of Financially Tuned with me, Eric Cheek from Nevada Retirement Planners and our co-host, Tony Shore. Really glad you've joined us today in the show. We're going to be discussing your retirement lifestyle. Ah, yes. Lifestyle. This is going to be a fun show, Eric. We're going to have fun with this one because uh, retirement lifestyles, this is interesting. We all have different things pictured for our retirements, so I'm excited about this show. But first, before we get into it, Eric, I have to ask you, how are you doing? How was your week? Oh, my week was great. Uh, Very busy. Lots of annual reviews with clients going over our uh, investment returns, making sure our plans are holding all the hard work we've done. Uh, We don't want to see it given back with all this market volatility, but we're doing good. Very busy and looking forward to 2015. Excellent. I am as well. Now, uh, I'm really looking forward to today's show because we're going to be talking about retirement lifestyles. Uh, What do you think? Well, I love this topic as well because I know what I'm going to be doing in my retirement. I'm going to be playing. I love (laughs) to play. So uh, I dream about that day often and certainly I'm going to have a plan in place to accommodate my need for play. Yeah. Whatever it is, uh, you know, uh, we can certainly address anyone's dream about what their retirement's going to be. And so I love this topic and look forward to getting into it in more detail. So I think it's really important to understand how your lifestyle is going to change once you retire. Uh, Retirement changes all the rules. And I'll give you a couple examples because uh, when you're working, you're earning a regular paycheck, you're paying your bills every month, and hopefully you're saving for the future. When you retire, you're no longer receiving that steady paycheck from your employer. A lot of folks, the bills will still keep coming though. And you now have to start tapping into the money you've set aside, uh, saved or invested. So in retirement, there's really three areas from a financial perspective that really change. Uh, The one is uh, managing your financial lifestyle change. Two could be defining your attitude about potential risk. And certainly that's something that you definitely want to think about uh, when you retire. And also, we want to understand how your savings in retirement are going to be affected. Sure. Well, how does someone actually begin creating a retirement income for themselves, Eric? Well, I think we need to start with asking ourselves uh, a few questions. Uh, The first one we want to look at, and it's very pertinent to the discussion, certainly in the the last several months, it's brought it more to light, 
Are you overexposed to market risk? Do you have a strategy to maximize your Social Security benefits? What about the fees that you're paying in a 401k or an IRA or an investment account uh, or a particular investment itself? Are the fees in line or, or are they going to erode the returns on your investment? Is your income plan, is it manageable? Do you need additional income uh, from what you're receiving from Social Security and a pension, for, uh, for example? Uh, if your income needs are satisfied, are your other assets also working as hard as they could for you? So once you've kind of answered some of these basic questions, you can have a better understanding of where you stand financially. Also, in meeting with a financial professional, it can really help you set up a retirement income plan to put you on the track you need to be on to obtain the retirement lifestyle you've really worked so hard for. So in this uh, show today, we're going to review three steps to help you create income to maintain your retirement lifestyle. And we want to talk about understanding your attitudes about risk in retirement income. And we want to discuss strategies to get the most out of your Social Security benefits. And we also want to review your current income plan and identify any unaddressed income needs. And it's also important for me to note that uh, we're not affiliated with or endorsed by any government agency. Uh, so when considering Social Security strategies, it's encouraged that you contact the Social Security Administration for more specific details on your Social Security benefits. Huh. Well, that's perfect. What can you tell us about managing someone's risk in retirement? Well, first we want to just define someone's attitude about potential risk. You know, certainly when we're younger, uh, we've got a couple things that kind of mitigate the risk of investing. Certainly we have time on our side. Uh, we don't need the money to live off of that we're putting into 401ks, IRAs, and uh, uh, various types of retirement plans. So we've got time on our side. Uh, the other thing we have is we have income from employment. So this is money that we're putting aside for future use and the income we're receiving from our employment that's what's covering our day-to-day -day and month-to-month -month, uh, expenses. It's also helpful to determine if your attitude about risk is different now than it was then. And I think for most people, it should be. We should look at the risk equation uh, with a lot more dedication and make sure that people are uh, properly protected against undue market risk. Uh, definitely. And you know what, Eric, I think all of us in our day-to-day -day lives, we accept a certain amount of risk anyway in our day-to-day -day lives. You know, every time we get in a car and drive, things like that. But many folks out there are very wary to accept any risk when it comes to their retirement. Uh, in the financial world, I know that it's encouraged and that investors should also accept some risks. So what are your thoughts on that? Well, certainly in the financial world, uh, Investors do not like to take on financial risk very often, if at all. But I think people should accept some risk uh, in terms of their investments. Uh, many retirees or future retirees approach risk in the financial markets much different than their approach to life. Uh, 
sometime investment risk is feared and sometimes avoided altogether. In fact, many portfolios are too conservatively constructed and unable to provide for the necessary long-term growth needed to outpace inflation and build wealth. Too many people are fearful of investing because they believe it's too risky. Uh, So instead of understanding and profiting from the risk return equation, they try and seek absolute safety by depositing their money in uh, bank accounts, CDs, and other financial products considered to be safe. Uh, By the way, do you know what the term CD stands for, Tony? (laughs) Compact disc. (laughs) Yeah, that's close. Yeah. Uh, Most folks say certificates of deposit. In our office, we call them certificates of disappointment because if someone does deposit money into a CD, they're certainly going to be disappointed uh, with the rate of return they get. But uh, these investors seeking absolute safety, they incur risks in a different way. And in my opinion, two major risks these safe money investors assume are the investment opportunity loss and the destruction of their own purchasing power resulting from the uh, effects of inflation. Well, yeah, inflation, Eric, is really a problem for anyone in retirement, and it can take a big chunk out of anybody's uh, retirement income plans. So you have to plan for that. And like you said, CDs, instead of certificate of deposit, um, certificate of disappointment, because I saw at a bank here the other day, uh, it was less than 1%. And at less than 1%, you're basically losing money every year you have money in there. So You're doing uh, it in a safe way, though. Uh, yeah. So you're safely <laughs> losing money year after year. Yeah, I have a slide that I use uh, uh, in my financial planning workshops that we pulled from the Treasury Department. And according to their own figures, when you factor in taxes uh, that you pay on gains from CDs, that's a taxable investment, and you factor in inflation, according to the Federal Reserve, In the last 40 years, CDs have returned a negative rate of return 50% of the time or greater. So uh, you do uh, experience absolute safety of money there, but uh, in most cases, uh, your money is is, uh, holding its ground at best. So yeah, we want to talk about some of those things and and maybe some options uh, to that type of investing. Well, sure. And maybe you could give us a more detailed explanation, Eric. Uh, of these two potential risks that you mentioned, investment opportunity loss and inflation? Well, I can just tell you that that investment opportunity loss occurs when investors don't take advantage of the returns that a portfolio of growth investments like stocks can produce over time. We have great examples of it. You know, people lost money in 2008. A lot of people pulled money out of the market. Uh, but when did they pull the money out? They pulled it out after they suffered a loss. The, you know, the pain of the loss was right. got to a point where they just pulled the plug and says, I'm out of here. And then what did they do with their money? They put it into safe investments like CDs and money markets and savings accounts. And they left it there. And as the market started pulling uh, out of the lows uh, into in early 2009, 
they left the money in those safe money investments. Uh, I've run across people in the last few months that still have money sitting in CDs, money market accounts. They're still too fearful to get back in the game, but they've missed five years of market growth. And that is certainly an important opportunity loss. And a lot of that is just, they're just uninformed about how things work and unsure about putting their money uh, back in uh, stocks, for example. So uh, it's sad to see, but that's uh, that's the best, uh, most recent example of opportunity loss. And certainly they've had a five-year uh, period that they've lost investment opportunity. And the other risk that we talked about was inflation. And uh, that's a big risk. You're not going to lose money as far as principal in safe money options like banks. Uh, but the other risk is inflation. And we can look at all the government statistics there are that we're potentially in a deflationary economy. But when I talk to my clients who are retired, uh, and I ask them about the things that they spend their money on, uh, like food, certainly the prices uh, that they pay for at the grocery store are going up dramatically. And uh, the price of medicine, when they go and pick up a prescription, uh, those prices are going up. And healthcare, uh, their health insurance, uh, Medicare premiums, all of these things are going up dramatically. And so you can just kind of look down the road and just say, hey, maybe the price of gas is certainly less and we appreciate that. But all these other things as a retiree that I need uh, to uh, maintain my health and, and my lifestyle, like food, those things are going up. And so uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a quandary that a lot of folks are into. So inflation is definitely another risk that people don't think about as much as they should. Right. I agree. Well, you know what? Our time is about up for this portion of the show, Eric. Do you have anything you'd like to add before we take a quick commercial break? Yeah, I'd like to just uh, uh, offer that when folks are preparing for retirement, whether it be understanding uh, Social Security benefits or learning about mistakes to avoid, it can really be overwhelming and sometimes uh, create a lot of stomach acid and be nerve wracking. Uh, I'd invite our listeners to log on to my website or give me a call at the office at uh, 674-2222 uh, or at our website at nvretirementplanners.com to receive our complimentary retirement income toolkit. It can really help prepare for retirement. Uh, with this toolkit, you'll get information that you need to help secure your retirement. Uh, it's got a lot of great information that will help you make sound decisions and build a retirement on a solid uh, say that again. It's got a lot of great information in it to help make sound decisions and build a retirement on a solid foundation that will really truly stand the test of time. All right. Well, thanks, Eric. We're going to take a quick commercial break, but we're going to be right back with more from Eric Cheek on Financially Tuned after this. Asset allocation can be a huge part of a successful retirement, but where do you start? We start by providing our clients with the Rule of 100 report. This report helps to provide general guidelines for proper allocation of your retirement and investment assets. We complement this insightful report with the My Point of View questionnaire. Do you have a financial point of view? This insightful self-assessment will help you answer that question. These crucial retirement documents can be found in the Retirement Income Toolkit. 
And you can get yours right now by either downloading it at nvretirementplanners.com or by calling us at Nevada Retirement Planners at 775-674-2222. Don't start planning your retirement without it. Welcome back to Financially Tuned with me, Eric Cheek from Nevada Retirement Planners and our co-host, Tony Shore. We've been talking about retirement lifestyles and so far we've covered the importance of creating a retirement income and determining and managing various types of investment risk. Yeah, we have. And Eric, you've given us a lot of great information so far on today's show. I, I think this is fantastic because I know when I think of my own retirement, uh, like you said, I want to be able to play. You know, some people just want to uh, play golf every day and some folks uh, want to, you know, pursue a hobby. Maybe they're into boating or fishing or some type of event like that, or maybe they are into knitting or want to read books, uh, read more books or travel. And so at any rate, I, I think it's really important that we're able to have a plan in place that allows us to fulfill these retirement dreams. Now, the next point we're scheduled to discuss here is how to get the most out of our social security benefit. What kind of factors should people consider before they file for social security, Eric? Well, that's a really good question. And, you know, one of the most fulfilling parts of my job is helping clients understand the answer to that exact question. It's critical to have a solid working knowledge of Social Security so you will know what you're entitled to and how you can get the most out of it. Um, Social Security benefit access a foundation for most people's retirement plan. And you need to know it's capable of supporting the rest of your financial house. So the best way to do this is by understanding how it works and what different options are available to you. And in the past, collecting Social Security was mostly a matter of triggering your benefit. Today, however, this is really only one piece of the puzzle. In order to get the most out of your Social Security benefit, you need to file in the right way and at the right time. And what I've seen is an incredible difference this can make in my clients' lives. And I'm really committed to helping as many people as possible learn more about Social Security to see the same positive change in their lives. Uh, that's why we started a couple years ago doing workshops to educate you know, folks in their 50s and 60s about all these intricacies of Social Security and get them to a point where they are educated about the many options available and they really start thinking about how integral it is to fit into their plan. Well, yeah. When can or should you start actually taking your social security benefit? And does that play a big part in maximizing your benefit? Well, it certainly does. Uh, you can begin receiving benefits as early from social security at age 62. Now, however, each year you delay receiving social security, uh, from 62, your payment will increase. And by delaying payments to age 70, for example, recipients will receive a 32% increase in their benefits uh, just in the last four years, uh, from 66 to 70, uh, Social Security payments increase by as much as 32%. So it's a big difference. Now, taken alone, this is an incredibly substantial difference, but when you apply that difference over a lifetime, you can really begin to see how important 
important it is to maximize your Social Security benefit. So filing at the wrong time can really mean losing tens of thousands of dollars in benefits. Wow. Well, so for some people, that, that means they could literally, it, it could really literally cost them their retirement. It, uh, it really can. Um, you know, the difference, I just talked about the difference from 62 to 70 is 32%. But if you take the eight years from 62 to 70, the difference in payment amount is 57%. That is a wow. huge difference in monthly income that someone's going to have for the rest of their life. It is a huge difference. Well, let's say somebody files then at the wrong time. They haven't, they, they haven't met with you. They didn't have you run that complimentary Social Security maximization report so they'd know exactly when to file. So they just filed at 62 thinking, I'm going to take it as early as possible. But then they're only getting a portion of what they could and they realize, hey, that's a mistake. They meet with you or listen to our show. Is there a way that they can undo that so they can refile again later when their monthly benefit might be higher? Well, the simple answer is no. Uh, you know, once you file for Social Security, you're permanently locked into that monthly amount. But that being said, there is one way you can change your monthly benefit, but sometimes it can be very difficult to take advantage of that. Uh, if you've been on Social Security for less than 12 months and you pay back, uh, the full amount you've received, you can defer your benefit and refile later when your monthly amount might potentially be higher. Uh, but by using this strategy means you need to be able to repay the Social Security benefit in full. And many people uh, might not have the money on hand to do that. So basically, you want to make sure that you only file for Social Security when you're confident you're doing so at the right time. Well, Eric, you've given us a lot to think about. Those are great points regarding Social Security, and I encourage our listeners to give you a call and set up a meeting with you to have that Social Security maximization report run. Now, if and when somebody identifies that they're going to need additional income, which most folks will above and beyond that Social Security, what are some ways they can get that steady income in retirement? Well, they can... Uh... They can do it the old way that we used to do it back uh, years ago when I got into this business. Uh, they can just call their financial advisor and say, hey, send me X amount of dollars per month. Um, we now call that the Las Vegas approach where uh, we're basically <laughs> gambling that our, uh, our retirement assets will last uh, based on how much growth is going to go into the account. Uh, but I don't recommend doing that anymore. No. Typically when additional income is needed, it is going to come from money you've set aside, saved, and invested. But the challenge is to properly structure those assets for income. And generating income is a very different challenge than accumulating uh, wealth. And your assets need to be in alignment with these new financial needs. Uh, it's easier for stockbrokers to take your money when you're younger and invest it because they know that you're going to continue to give them more. So they're taking money from you, they're investing it on your behalf, and they have this knowledge that you're going to continue to give them more. So the investment strategies are geared uh, appropriately for that. But when someone retires and they start asking their financial professional for money back, that really is a game changer. So uh, we really want to make sure that the assets are aligned uh, with that new 
that new need that you have in retirement. So basically what you're saying is, Eric, um, uh, people's income phase is very different than their accumulation phase. Absolutely. Yeah. You just put it a different way. The accumulation phase is when you take your income minus your living expenses, and then you're left with the rest of your savings. Now, the income phase is when your savings and investment assets become your income. So now they're going to generate income that you can help uh, sustain your lifestyle with. Yeah, and that's an important distinction. And uh, you need to find ways for that uh, nest egg or lump sum to uh, dole out that monthly income and make money to keep up with inflation. So do you have a lot of clients ask you about how they should plan for their income in retirement? It's absolutely essential. Uh, most clients, absolutely, they want to know how, how, all these, how all these investments that they've been accumulating are going to work in retirement. So I have a lot of clients that ask about the best way to plan. And keep in mind, each person's situation is different. And there's not really one plan that meets everyone's needs. So we certainly want to make sure that we tailor uh, someone's income plan to their specific needs. So as I work with each person, I'm listening to their retirement needs and their wants and helping them decide which plan is going to work for them. We want to have a high success rate in this. It's absolutely crucial. And while everyone's amount they need in retirement will be different, the general rule of thumb is that a retiree will need 70 to 80% of their pre-retirement income to maintain their lifestyle. And, and realistically, Tony, that 70% is probably low. Uh, I, very often, clients of mine, when they switch into their retirement years, their income needs, they want them to stay the same. They don't want to have their lifestyle diminished because they're no longer working and generating income from employment. So, um, but at least 70 to 80% of their pre-retirement income to maintain their lifestyle is crucial. It's kind of a benchmark. Okay. Well, once someone knows what their number is, what they're going to need uh, to live comfortably in retirement, what's the next step? Well, the next step is matching the income need with the correct investment strategies, uh, the right options, and the tools that are going to satisfy that need. So, you know, when you take in healthcare costs and unforeseen emergencies, uh, plans for traveling, other retirement expenses into account, you can really give your calculator a workout. You want to maximize these retirement benefits to meet your lifetime income needs. And the best way to approach this is usually crafting a solid income plan, then having a financial advisor help to ensure your assets are properly allocated to have an opportunity to capture some growth when it occurs and an adequate amount of liquidity for emergencies and un, uh, unforeseen expenses, but really not overreach in these areas. All right. Well, you know what? That's great advice. And I know you do a lot of great work with your clients, and this is something you deal with day in and day out. So I'm encouraging our listeners to get a hold of you. Our time is actually up for this week's show, Eric. Uh, do you have any additional information you'd like to share with our listeners before we go today? Well, I, I do. Um, we're just getting back uh, uh, next month in February to where we're going to be doing uh, another round of uh, Social Security maximization workshops 
for pre-retirees. So I would encourage any of our listeners that have an interest in uh, learning more about Social Security to give me a call in the office at 775-674-2222 or visit our website at nvretirementplanners.com and make a note of our upcoming Social Security Maximization Workshops. It goes a long way in educating you on uh, how Social Security works. Obviously, download our Retirement Income Toolkit or give me a call in the office to receive a copy. Um, And uh, other than that, if you have any questions or comments about today's show, please don't hesitate to give me a call. Uh, I'm happy to help. All right. Well, thank you so much, Eric. That does it for today's show, but we're going to be back same time, same place for another episode of Financially Tuned with Eric Cheek from Nevada Retirement Planners. Take care. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Financially Tuned. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Eric Cheek at Nevada Retirement Planners. Call 775-674-2222 or visit their website at nvretirementplanners.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. 